that I got y'all attention. Welcome back to another episode of Cut Different, hashtag Cut Different. Use it in your posts, like, share, comment. I got my boys in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Nick? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Moshe. Hey, 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 it's your man, Moshe Ben Yisrael. What's going on? And uh, George and Trisha's son, it's your boy G. Let's get into it. Somebody said they went to see the Bob Marley movie. <laughs> <clears throat> what did you think, Nate? It was a pretty good movie. To me, it just feel like one big, long uh, music video with like parts of Bob Marley's life. I mean, it was a good movie overall, but it just wasn't wasn't like no autobiography if that's what y'all asking for you know to oh. see yeah it wasn't like all that people were saying that it was kind of short and the, the second part was it was short it, it was it was almost two hour movie mm-hmm. but if you watch it it was like especially the way it ended i was just like what the hell and mm-hmm. I, i've seen a lot of movies like ending like that lately like just wandering off huh you know what i mean just just mm-hmm. blank maybe he's going to school to pick up another girl you know bob was first r kelly Anyway, so <laughs> but would you re- would you recommend? Because I was uh, thinking about going to see it. Would you recommend that you know? Oh uh, yeah, I would okay. recommend. All right, good deal. It's not like a movie that you're gonna fall asleep through, but it's a movie. It's, it's like one of those like, mm, it's a good movie, but we was expecting more than that. Okay, that makes okay. sense. Yeah, but well, it's a good had movie. an interesting story. But he didn't have a lot of layers to him either. Yeah, because he was just a good guy, really. Yeah, down to earth. And he made know. music. That's all his life was about. And that's what the whole movie was about. Did they start from the Whalers? Don't tell me. Yeah, I want to. Did they though? They had. I to. can tell you this. There's like a, a mini test to like see like your Bob Marley facts in the beginning, ah, okay. and there was like what's what was his background? Um, singers called whatever, right? Whalers. Yeah. Whalers, right? Yeah. They said no. Really? But then in the movie, it was the Whalers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to check Who it out. Who they said it was? It was like the I something. Now, when he was saying, because he started out, he didn't start out doing reggae. He started out doing American music, saying like oldies. Mm-hmm. Did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can find Bob singing like the golden, oldies, goldies, mm-hmm. oldies, but gold, goodies. Yeah. He was saying all of that. Hmm. Now the one thing I didn't know, I, and I'm from Dallas, so I didn't know his dad. <laughs> his dad was white. Oh yeah, <laughs> I knew somebody was white, but I didn't know it was his dad, and I didn't know his dad acted the way he acted. Hmm. That makes sense. He acted like yeah, eighteen hundred white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of made me believe that maybe his mom was, you know, hmm. great. No. No, she wasn't. Or something. The pirates came and robbed her, stole out from the pirates. <laughs> he was talking about his daddy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he had daddy issues. Yeah, and he <laughs> pointed that out throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he's a dope individual. I, I don't. I'm not a, the biggest fan of Bob Marley. Yeah, I like him as a as a person, as a man. Mm. Like what he stood for. Right, right. I was much, but much bigger fan of him on that side. When it comes to reggae, I always think Buju was just the best. I still Buju? think Buju the best. I mean, yeah. It, like I you said. Nobody got a catalog like him. 
I don't know. I'm from the island, so I don't know. Yeah, you, I don't know. Those I mean, two albums bang, man. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I like Bob Marley. <laughs> I like Peter Tosh. I like um, Fela. But although Fela was more Afro-Caribbean, Fela Kuti, you know, I like, you know, I, I love the, I love the. Capleton. Yeah, Capleton, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love the, the flavor, man. Sizzler. Yeah. Sizzler Kalunja. You know, it's it's a different spirit on it, man. It's. <laughs> You know, and so that's what initially attracted me to uh, the whole reggae scene. But as a whole, man, I like Bob. You know, I like his, uh, it's a pretty you good catalog. Too, that's but, you know, any type of music that has a, you know, a positive, you know, uh, positive vibe to it. Well, yeah, reggae used to have a yeah. positive vibe. You know, everything is westernized now, you know. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. you don't like Spice? <laughs> I'm like, who? Spice? <laughs> that was the era where it started to shift. <laughs> like, yeah. that was, they just threw her in there like, okay, I we need to get away from the piece. right now. Her yeah. and Shancia. Shancia, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Vibes Cartel locked up for life, so I mean. Mm. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't think nobody. I I don't know a whole lot about island music, mm. but I know I bought Till Shiloh at least five times in my life. And somebody always steal it. <laughs> Till Shiloh. Yeah. And still, still, what, the CD? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Before we started <laughs> streaming. Yeah. Like I don't have to buy it no more now. Yeah, right, right. But when I when I had to buy a CD, I know I bought it at least mm-hmm. five times. Mm-hmm. Till Shiloh was like, you can just let that play. <laughs> that was almost that was like a gospel uh, yeah. anthem for the hood. It was anthem for the poor. Mm-hmm. That 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 album right there, I don't think nobody not to you know take too much light off of Bob because I'm mean, right. Redemption song. Is an old Negro spiritual to me. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that, it is. that song put me in a different headspace. Oh, album. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and they talk about that in the um, in the movie as well. Like, what was his vision and goal towards the? And you know, it's, I don't want to tell the movie, but you should watch it. It's yeah, good. no, I mean, we know it's like, yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. Go, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not gonna spoil it no for me. Yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> yeah, like what part of like, the, his life did they focus on? Not the pedophile part. No, they didn't even. <laughs> I'm stop you, I'm about to say, what do you even get that from? <laughs> from a documentary I seen a while ago, and one of his last baby mamas, mm-hmm. she was talking about how he used to wait out, wait for her to come home from school, and they had like this little reenactment, and she looked like she was in middle school, mm. and I was like, oh, uh-huh. and then she was like, I was like 15, 16 back then when I met Bob. It's like. What? <laughs> but how old was Bob? Bob was in his thirties. Yeah, no way. But they focus on one his main wife, Rita. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He was currently in a relationship with Woody Harrison. What? Nah, I'm just making up stuff. <laughs> <I'm about laughs> <saying. laughs> yeah. That's his. They best friends though. They real close. Mm. He mm. go over there and smoke with him. Mm. He tried to take his music to Africa. We'll go back to what I was saying. Right, he right. tried to take his music to Africa, and they just wasn't with it because it was like, you know, I don't know. I like the Western world. They want to keep his music in, like, Europe and mm-hmm. America, you know, where it's predominantly white. Right. And, you know, all his music, like, the people at his concert was white. Mm-hmm. So they was like, mm, I don't think we should go to America and spread peace and all that over there and this and that. And he was just like, listen, I don't give a damn what the labor say. You say, the, right. you know, Jake say, right. so I'm going to Africa, and that's my last wish, and this and that. So, oh, it, yeah, it wasn't the African people. It was his his people, his uh, label people. 
Yeah, it was his label okay. people. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, they wanted they No, him. no, so they wanted but the label didn't yeah. want to go. Yeah. He's spreading peace. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you, know, you got to think about it, too. Look at, <clears throat> look at the signs of the times. A lot of uh, the African continent was going through pretty much what we were going through over here during the 60s. A lot of African countries got mm-hmm. their independence from, you know, the colonial mm-hmm. powers. And so that whole dynamic is is in there as well. That you know what I'm saying? Area. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Nigeria get their independence during the 60s mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And so just that spirit that was on the music, man, mm-hmm. was unifying people, all people. Exactly. You know, and so that's what, you know, was that that's what they wanted to stop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he champion one love. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, that spread that that message spread because of Bob. Mm-hmm. Like he he did his thing with that. Yeah, like God worked through that boy. Just like Sam Cooke, it's been a long time coming. So that whole dynamic, which is so beautiful about our culture, man, it's it's bigger than just here on you know the uh, the North American continent or down in South mm-hmm. America. You know, throughout where we were spread throughout the diaspora and the transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. Once you have uh, people like that who try to unify and galvanize, you know, the diaspora as a whole, it's looked on unfavorably. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so just like when Malcolm X was trying to go to the United Nations and bring the United States up on war crime charges. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of heat, you know, during the last couple of years of his life for that. Mm-hmm. Much the same with MLK when he started speaking out against the war and speaking out against injustices that were going on, you know, within our community on a world, on a more global stage, then, you know, he came under more scrutiny and under fire. So, I mean, that's the that's a common theme when you start to see artists and stuff like that right. speaking on our behalf internationally. Right. You know, you start to see a lot of more heat come down, man. Yes. And I mean, yeah, that's back when our artists cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that that kind of ended in two thousand. Yeah, I say when yeah. they actually just stopped caring. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was such a beautiful thing to see, even if you even if you was game banging from mm-hmm. different areas, all that stuff. It, it was not a big deal to like, you know, just like that scene on Poor to Justice. You can go to the cookout. Right. You ain't got to be from over there. You right. You can still go. They having a cookout in the park. They announcing it on the radio mm-hmm. and everybody can come. Mm-hmm. It ain't just for one specific area. You know what I mean? Now it's like, even if you hear from something, like if you ain't from there, you can't come. Yeah. <clears throat> Shoot, I remember as a shorty, we would have block parties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In Chicago. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But people from the other blocks could come too. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was more, uh, you know, for unification. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, man, to me, uh, going back to school was synonymous in Chicago with the Bud Billiken Parade. You know what I'm saying? That on the South Side, man, mm-hmm. you know, you had the Jesse White tumblers and all of that stuff going through there. And that was a sign as, you know, as a child going up, oh, man, time to go back to school. Yeah. But it was just those things that kept us knit together. As a community, and like you said, you know, toward like the 90s, you know, you still had a, well, like late 80s, you still had a little bit of it, you know, with the black medallions and stuff yeah. like that. But, man, yeah. it seemed yeah. like the music just devolved Malcolm to. hats. Yeah. And I used to rock mine. I got in trouble by the police <laughs> sitting outside the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But back in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, if y'all didn't know Duval. But anyway, um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> we had something called Come Together Day. Mm. And, and everybody would come out, you know, popular, you know, mainstream artists would come and perform. Mm. But, you know, it was it was always in, like, good spirits. Mm. Everybody can come. Yeah. And and the city felt cool for at least a day, you know. Mm. I don't know if y'all noticed. Like, y'all noticed, like, let's say Bob Marley and, like you said, Michael Max. Anybody who tried to do good 
and try to change the community or, you know, try to bring peace or people together. You notice how they all died? They yeah, man. Still, like, right after? Yeah. Or something happened to them? Even to, like, to this day, like, I was talking to her with rapper 21 Savage. Okay, you know 21 Savage, right? I, I've heard of him, yeah. You, you know 21 Savage. I mean, yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> you look like the dude on How High, right? Tomato, tomato, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he he's a gangster rapper. That's how he came on with it, right? Yeah. But then, as he, per, you know, huh? That was a stretch, but go ahead. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That's what they perceive, man. Yeah, you know, right. you know, if you're on the hood, you know what he talk about. Right. So, it came to a point, he said, one of like, he, he, he reached his point, like, okay, enough is enough, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the violence and this and that. So, he tried to do uh, Savage Day. In Atlanta, mm. which is bring all the hoods together, just have clean fun, no shooting, right, no right, guns, right. all that. And right when he did that, right after that, he got locked up. Mm. Remember, that's when they were trying to deport him and say, oh, he's British. Because he's, he's, yeah, he's British, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, wow. Now, imagine, he'd been locked up numerous of times beforehand. On some dumb stuff. On some dumb stuff. Well, yeah. how the hell y'all didn't know he was British or was an immigrant? Had him in the system all this time. Right. And, and y'all didn't know. And y'all didn't know until, huh. until he did a... A peaceful thing. Right. Now, oh my God, he's not from here. Now we got to deport him. Now we got to lock him up in prison and this and that. It's kind of like that thing. Like, damn, it's like every time I see somebody try to do good. Another thing, like, um, another rapper, XSX. Savage thing, though, right? That's because his name is 21 Savage. And he wants to promote <laughs> his name because, you know, if you put his name, that people are going to come. Right. Yeah. Right. I know. It's, it's, I get what he was doing. He was right, trying to put right, his right, name because, right. you know, if you put right, his name. Sure. People are going to come, slaves are going to come, everybody's going to have a good time, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get it, but, you know, Savage Day, that was... That's, like, that's a lot. Yeah, but, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and you said another person? Yeah, which is XXX, another rapper. He went back to his neighborhood after he got rich and famous, tried to put money in, and he wanted to do a peaceful event. Yeah. That that same day he went there, he was killed. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Somewhere like, boy that was in the bike shop? Yeah, the bike shop in Miami, you're right. Oh, okay. That was the same day he tried to go back because he's like, he done made it now. He got the money. He want to go back to his old neighborhood, you know, bring the ghetto out, you know what I mean? Mm. Push money and peace and all that. They killed him that same day. So these are the same dudes that be rapping about the stuff that... You know, that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. but it's like, it comes to a point. but, you know, it's just, you put them in the same category like Bob and... No, 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 Trying to push peace or bring people together, like Malcolm X, like Martin Luther King, I like get you. Bob Marley, like you know everybody. And it's like every time we try to do something good, and it goes to like a big factor that it can spread, it gets killed off mm. just randomly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I feel that it's not done. It's not by happen chance or just by accident. I think that it's that it's being done purposely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to keep us in a mindset. That, you know, to keep us in that, to, for lack of a better word, that nigger mindset, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. That word and the different connotations with that word, you know, why is it that, you know, when we use it amongst ourselves, it's a term of endearment. You know, it's like, man, my nigga, my boy or whatever. Yeah. But then say if someone from another nationality, you know, the whole Quentin Tarantino thing. You know, he was saying that he can use nigger. Spike Lee uses nigger. And it seems to, 
you know, <laughs> I mean, for real, you know, it, it seems to. He said that. I yeah. think I remember. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'd like to talk about like why is that? Why, why does that word hold so much power? And why is there so much negativity associated with that word? And why is it that that word in particular? Because throughout our stay here in the United States, we've been called many a names, which I got some stats I'll throw out here in a second, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit later on, you know, according to the census. But why is it that that, that word in particular, that one word holds so much power and has such a negative, uh, a negative connotation with it? Like, why is that word, you know, so synonymous with hate, evil and all of that? I mean, that's what they they made it. Mm-hmm. When, when, I mean, you got to go back to the origin of the word itself. <clears throat> the hard My theory. Mm-hmm. Huh? Which is a hard ER. What does this mean? Well, I think the word from from my study, because there's no, there's no way to really find out where it started exactly. Mm-hmm. But I have read some things where it was ignorant white people trying to say Niger. Yeah, yeah, Niger, Nigeria, yeah. Niger. Yep. Uh huh. And they couldn't say it, so they said nigger. Mm. And when they said it, they were saying it just to identify us. Mm. You know, and, and when you think about that, <clears throat> when when they saying it and how they felt about us, mm-hmm. that's to me, that's where the hate came from, the way they, they said it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that. That aspect of it is very interesting. I mean, some uh, some of the theories include, you know, it, it was associated with the word necro, which goes back to Greek meaning dead or black or whatever. So there are a lot of different, I guess, uh, theories and hypotheses on how or where the the origin of the word uh, came from. And it could have came from all of them places, depending on where they was from. Right. That's how they used it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm from the islands. We don't. Associated with that word, honestly. Like, I've been called nigger by Island Boy a lot of times. Well, maybe you was nigger. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, Nick, now that's interesting. Why is that? Why don't, just from your perspective and growing up in the islands, uh-huh. what, is, what does that word, you know, mean to you? To me, it, it's, it still has some, like, slave background. I guess that's where they're coming from. That's where we're coming from. So it's like every time, like, when I see a, another person, I, I'd rather say bro or, you know, what's up, king, what's up, boss. And that's another word that we use, like, in, instead of nigga. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I was raised up. That's how I guess my whole family, the whole hours was raised up, where it's just, when you hear that word nigga, mm. it's like, it's it's like putting you down. Like, yeah. damn, like, damn, y'all ain't getting tired. We've we been called that for, you know, many, many years. So yeah. it's like, now nah, let's think of something else. Like, you know, let's think of, like, brother or, you know what I mean? Like. Something with like brotherhood, unifying and, yeah, words. unifier. So when we hear nigga, it's just like a, like it's like almost call me a b word in in a sense. That's how mm-hmm. I hear. It. Yes, in our music and reggae, even up to this day, they kind of use it now. But if you go to reggae, even dance hall, they do not use that word nigga. Right. They'll use any other word, b word, all that. But the only word that they don't put in the music is nigga. Huh. And that's because they we all hold like a strong. Like, how do I pronounce it? Like, I a hate for that yeah, word. Like, yeah. it's, it's truly like a pure hate for yeah. a word, like, to bring the us down. The island people, I mean, y'all y'all still held a lot of values in the tribal, mm-hmm. you know, from, yeah. from Africa. So, I, I can understand how y'all do it, but can y'all understand how how we come from, or like, we reinvented the word. Yeah. So, moving here, I, I mean, that was a big jump for me, because, you know, yeah. everybody uses nigga. And 
Even other words that, like buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> where I'm from means like dick. Right. So I'm, oh. when people was calling me buddy, and so I'm like, what the hell are you calling? You know what I mean? Like, so certain words like that, even like that, it just kind of threw me off. But niggas is one word that we just can't. It's like universally hate Yeah. <laughs> we just, even coming down here, I'm just like, mm, I tell my friends and, you know, other people, I'm just like, yeah, don't call me that. Yeah. They be like, why are you black? And that pisses me off. I ain't gonna lie to me. When people say that, I'm like, why are you black? I'm just like, what the hell does that matter? I'm not a nigga. I don't right. want to be called nigga. Don't call me right. nigga. You don't want to associate. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm yeah, you feel yeah. me? So. You call him a nigga? Yeah, because that's, that's a, yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a negative word. So if you acting. So you using it how, how it's meant? Yes. Uh, huh. Yeah. Now that part like, is. You have a nigga mindset. Right. That part yeah. is interesting because I, it, me personally, that's, I, I align with that. Mm. And that's. That thought process is a, a huge part of the Israelite way. Hmm. The Israelite way, we believe that those words, you know, coming from the biblical standpoint, hmm. you know, in the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about the curses that were to be pronounced upon the children of Israel for disobedience. Hmm. Right. And so I'm just going to give a quick, yeah. quick background on it. Now, in the 30, I believe it's the 37th verse of the book of Deuteronomy, it says that you should become an astonishment, a proverb, a mockery among all the peoples where Yah, your father, drives you. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah actually speaks about it as well to that. And so how I see it, it's it's synonymous with not having a an an identity. Right. right. So, you know, and like I was saying before, and we could talk about this a little bit later, the census, mm-hmm. every census, our identity changes. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of us. You know, we were called blacks, slaves, all of those different things. And I'll go line by line, colored, you yeah. know, mulatto, uh, quadron, octoron, you know, of Negro descent, black, mulatto, all of these African-Americans. And so, again, those aren't identifiers, mm-hmm. right? That's not a nationality. Right. That's just something, you know, I ain't no more black than these pants, exactly. you know, and same with white and things like that. Mm-hmm. But because our identity and our heritage has been taken from us, that word holds stronger. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. It has more of a negative impact on us, you yeah. know, not just here in the United States, but to your point, right. you know, on the island, so much so that, like, it's like, yo, man, don't call me that. Yeah. It's a diss. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, again, that has helped me mm-hmm. just understanding that, you know, that word is something that's negative. You right. know, from a biblical standpoint, it's almost akin to, like, cussing you out. You yeah. know, hey, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's why, to me, I don't use it unless, like you said, I use it in a derogatory term. Right. I wouldn't call you a nigga just like right. I wouldn't call you a nigga because I love y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say those things. Yeah. And if I do say it, know that I mean it in the most negative yeah. sense. You yeah. know, I don't use it as a term of endearment. I use it, like you said, it, right. how it's meant, as yeah. a, you know, as a scornful term. I mean, you know, being here, if somebody does call me a nigga... Mm-hmm. I, I have to, like, train my right, mind to, right. like, okay, he doesn't mean, like, right. bitch or, you know, right. I mean, like, somebody, he's actually calling me a brother. Right. But it still takes you some time, just like, yeah. uh, I don't know, it's just a, a feeling. And speaking for people that use it, because I use it, mm-hmm. my mother used it, I'm pretty sure the week she died, she called me a nigga. <laughs> so silly. But, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for us, 
like a lot of things that we had to go through, we, we had to remix it. Right. Know, soul food was meant as slop. Right. Yeah. And we made that a cuisine. Mm-hmm. Now that you go to some of these restaurants, it's, it's, it's a southern cuisine now. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when when you look at, when, when we say it to someone we know, and, and it could be a, a double-edged sword. Because mm-hmm. I can say nigga to you, and then I can say it to somebody else mm-hmm. and mean it. That way, that way. Yeah. But if I'm if if I'm if I'm in brotherhood with somebody, mm-hmm. I don't mean it in any kind of way. Yeah, right. And I, and, and I think a lot of brothers feel that way too. Yeah, because I can. I thought about it. I went through my Richard Pryor stage as I started <laughs> traveling. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna say that word no more. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, yeah, nigga, please. Right. Now, for those who may not know, what's the, when you say your Richard Pryor moment, uh, explain to the audience, because we have a, a lot of younger uh, listeners who may not know. Like what, uh... <laughs> so towards the end of uh, Richard Pryor's career, mm-hmm. I say career, not his life, mm-hmm. but towards the end of his career, he went to Africa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he spent some time over there and he learned a lot about us as a people. Mm-hmm. He, he learned his heritage, his history, and and... And he got the true meaning behind that word. Mm. And he, he learned a lot, you know, especially if you go to somewhere like Nigeria and you, you at those gates mm-hmm. where they started shipping us off at. Mm-hmm. And you learning all of this stuff. So when you, when you start thinking about what they meant it as, mm. I, can, I can understand. And, and I did understand why that word, just like you. Just like, you know, people from the islands, why that word was so bad. So Richard went through that phase. Mm-hmm. He went through that moment in his life, and I'm not sure did he ever get back to it. Get back to what using the the using word again? The word? I don't think so because I've after that he did it. a lot of movies, and in his movies, I don't even think in Harlem Nights he said it. I have to go back and watch and listen, yeah. but yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I can't remember him doing it. He might have said it, but he never made it like a regular part of his vocabulary mm-hmm. ever again after that. Mm-hmm. When he said "nigga," you know, you can tell that. Right. When he said it, it's like. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I went through that time, and then I started thinking about, I'm not a part of that, though. Well, what that, you know, me growing, growing up and coming up in this country, how we used it was way different. Yeah. You know, what we got from it was way different. My nigga is my brother. Yeah. When I look in the mirror... Being a nigga is part of who I am, not a nigger. But being a nigger is part of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's from my neighborhood. It's from my family. You know, I'm proud of you, nigga. I get you. But when I hear that, I'm like, he ain't really proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I guess right, you're right, proud of me, right. nigga. Right. Right. I'm saying that to you yeah. because you know it's it's out of love. Yeah. Because of what you what they intended you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how they treated you, mm-hmm. you still made this. You know, you, you still became a shooting star, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when I say it to you, I'm saying it because of everything they meant it as. You still right here. You still doing what you're doing. Yeah, and and, and you the shit for me. Yeah, right. When yeah. I say it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. and I think a lot of brothers from you know from from here, you know, especially if when they when they use it on the regular. I ain't talking about like. Like people that just use that slang, but yeah. when I said, I'm saying it with, with knowing what you came from. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So, 
Yeah, I think for me, man, just because uh, I know a lot of uh, elders within the community, especially the ones who grew up during the 60s and stuff like that, they don't like the word nigga. And I remember it became a, a topic of dis- a discussion, you know, amongst um, amongst some of the brothers and sisters that I fellowship with. And I mean, it was a falling out because a lot of the older brothers didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? And how we were explaining this, like, look, we're not uh, familiarizing the word. We're not making it a term of endearment. When we say it, we say it as, you know, as any other bad word to get your attention, to, mm-hmm. to motivate you to, uh, you know, to change yourself. And so personally... Like I said, man, I I like how the uh, the young brothers and sisters today, like you said, use the term king yeah. or queen. Like, I like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, big man. I mean, G. But, oh, t- <laughs> but, uh, but, like, but, like, I try to use it, you know, well, not that word. I try to, you know, use the word brother, sister, you yeah. know, king or whatever, just as a form of upliftment. Because I know yeah. that there are power in the words that you say. Exactly. And so when you start to you know, to give the brothers and sisters good, you know, good vibes and good words and things like that. Right. Just like with me with cussing, man. Like, I, I try not to cuss, you know, yeah. but I, well, I'll get Same. angry and I'll, but, you know, I'll, I'll try to use, you know, different words to articulate how it is that I feel. Like a Tupac quote said, um, mm-hmm. we went from brothers and sisters to niggas and bitches. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I get that. Yeah. I understand that. I know it's harder to kill your brother. Yeah. Than it is to kill a nigga. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's, 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 it's quite easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. all the rap lyrics, they don't say, I'm going to kill my brother or kill my bro. They say, I'll kill that nigga. Right. Right. It's easier to say, it's easier to do. Like, yeah. yeah. I kill a nigga, but I won't kill a brother. That in itself is interesting, what you just said right there. It's easier to kill a nigga than a brother. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. because of the overusage of the word, you know, and this is just my opinion. It denigrates us and it takes us down exactly. a peg. So it's easier for us to slight one another, and it's easier for us to, you know, to have these harsher negative feelings towards our brothers and sisters because of that word. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, shoot, we can take that back to the plantation days. Mm-hmm. You know, with old Mister William Lynch. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless if he actually is, existed or not, his ideology and that mindset. You know, mm-hmm. the nigga mindset that was created. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like you because you're from the islands and you think you're better than me. Right. Or, you know, vice versa in that right. case or whatever. And I think that that dynamic exists to this day when you have the different classes within our community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The haves and the have-nots. Right. You know, the you have one contingent of blacks who, you know, would identify as middle class or whatever. And they don't want to, you know... They don't want to be associated with what they call ghetto or, you know, whatever. Like that video I sent to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the video was, mm-hmm. I should put that in, um, we should put that in the, on the social media pages. Okay, definitely. With the black, uh, with the black people in, uh, was it California? California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. the black people in California, they were talking about all the movement of, of black people coming to the out west. And how they were starting to experience the same things that they ran from. Yeah. Within the in, in the communities, the crimes, the the, the attitudes, the yeah. uh, you know, a lot of things associated with black people that that are sometimes very negative. Mm-hmm. And hearing them talk about it like that, it, it it made me sad. Yeah. Because I just sat and listened to both of y'all brothers say that y'all use those words. Y'all will use that words when y'all mean it. Yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not out of y'all vocabulary. 
is still there. Right. But the use y'all have for it well, I don't, is I mean, the same way that y'all. That, that, that yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that they meant it originally. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that hurts more than when they say it. And you know what? I'm glad because that I want to drive that point home that we're not niggas. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, we are kings and queens. We are the descendants of royalty. We yeah, are. Exactly. Not a problem with that king and queen and stuff. Well, I mean, so, I, I get it. It's a little say, convoluted, but I, I can appreciate what them. Convoluted, man. It's just, I mean, it's, it's like, let's see, it's hammy, like hokey. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, you know, I want to say pretentious, but like a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. I get why they that's why I don't really use it because, you know, it's kind of hacky. But I would rather them say that as opposed to what's up, my Nick. You know what I'm saying? Like it just. Yeah. Another word that we use in the honors of my family. Like, what's up, boss? You know, we look as a boss as, you know, like uplifting. Right. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. But it's not like you you're above me but it's like right i gave you that power because that's how i see you as a boss you know what right I mean? for sure you're not a nigga to me you're a boss or yeah. bro you know what i mean or king i don't call people king yeah i don't lie but i ain't gonna lie <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah. could call i mean I, me personally you are a king of my eyes but right i'm not gonna call you right king you but bro and boss yeah you yeah. know because that's how i call I yourself a king you gotta wear the crown for yeah. sure that's how i feel about that yeah, yeah. i can't do it Yes, I see you with that. That's why I understand that yeah, King James, when they be calling, oh, King, King James, King. I'm like, okay, but man. why do y'all feel that, like, I want to go back to that video, you know, because it was a powerful video, man. You know, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. You know, I had never seen nothing like that in my life. Yeah. Really? There yeah. was another. Uh, I've seen people like that, mm-hmm. but I've never seen that many of us in the same room saying the same thing. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my two cents after. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, go ahead. I felt what it was coming from, honestly, because <laughs> let me say a neighborhood I used to live in. I used to live in the suburbs or whatever, and you know, a lot of you know more, co- you know, our people moved in and moved in, but it was from like. I don't know. But it's like ever since they came in. People not from that? Yeah. Black people from the ghetto? Yeah, that, you know, got money but didn't change their ways on how they used to act. Mm -hmm. Came in the neighborhood, and next you know, police is storming our neighborhood. Police getting called. There's a fight in here, fighting there, breaking in there. I'm just like, shooting. I'm just like, no, ain't no way in hell. And so when I heard that video, I, I understand where it was coming from. It wasn't really towards, like, black people. It was people from poverty that didn't change their ways Nick. after. The, yeah, Nick. Right. Nick. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, but I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. People from another place that had that, you know, environment around them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't change that environment after they moved out of it. They brought it with them. Right. So it's like you didn't really leave the environment. You just moved it and gave it more money. You know what I mean? So now it's broader, in my opinion. And now you're bringing all of us down because now they're going to look at me as they look at them where you just came from. And right. that's not us. Right? They, they look at y'all like that anyway. I don't give a damn how they look at me. I'm just saying like. But you just said it. No, I said that's how they, I don't care. Because <laughs> that's how they're going to look at me. Regardless. I could be wearing right. a suit. They'd be like, that nigga. Right. As long as you keep that word and your, you know, yeah. your respect respectful, then we don't have to go no other way because I can go back to that route. Right. <laughs> you know, right. you know, we, right. we still got, you know, that 
anger in us, whatever, whatever. And I feel like that's why they don't really right. They don't with us on that. No, I was going to say, and see, that going back to the usage of that word, that's why mm. I don't use the word as a term of endearment at exactly. all. Is because regardless of, and I think that's something that, that we need to talk about more within our community is mm. the mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say the nigger mindset, that mindset. I think that's what's most I contemptible. Well, no, but the, but see that's and see like like how you just said you know regardless of what you do they'll always look at you in that in that mindset that's okay that's how most people feel exactly. but that's why we as I believe we as a people need to elevate how we view ourselves yeah, exactly. and you know disassociate ourselves with with that mentality you know because like you said people move to the neighborhood oh here come the niggas here come the niggas it's more than it's. It's less of the word, but it's more of what comes the with the word, right? And, yeah. How, you know what's per- what that word is perceived as. When you say "nigga," you think of downtrodden. You think of you know what I would say, it, according Almost. to the is right, according mm-hmm. to the Israelite way, is it's a cursed mindset. Mm-hmm. It's a people who have no identity. It's a people who don't they know who they are. Over there? They saying it's a nigga mindset when they saying that. No, as an Israelite way. They yeah, say the nigga. Israelite community. Yeah, because we we use the Bible to show that. We are being punished as a people because of our negligence to the laws and commandments. We were chosen as a people to bring the laws of the Bible to the nations. That's the significant of the that's the significance of the Israelite people is to be a nation of priests, kings and priests to bring the word of Yah unfiltered, unadulterated to the masses. And because we who swore a blood oath with the father, when Moses brought the the laws down and sprinkled that blood on us, that was signed, sealed and delivered. And it's still good to this day. And because we don't uphold our end of the bargain, Mm -hmm. i.e. bringing the covenants to the people, that's where the Bible comes in. You know, when it talks about the punishments or the curses that will befall the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. And one of those curses is that mindset. So kind of bringing it full a circle. It's, are you relating that to the nigga mindset, or are you yes. saying that's what they said? Yes, I'm relating that's, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. And, okay. Right. And so the supporting scriptures, like I said in Deuteronomy, I mean, shoot, if you re- if you read verse 16 through 68, it even talks about us going into ships. It says, "I will bring you back into ships hmm. this time." You know what I'm saying? And you will be, you know, you will be treated harshly by a nation who you or your ancestors have not known. So all of these things speak uniquely to us who are brought over here via the transatlantic slave trade and wherever we, you know, were brought mm-hmm. from, I mean, Central and South America to us fleeing Israel as a whole after the 70, the 70, uh, the year 70 ACE. Mm-hmm. So to me, that word, it goes to, it, it's at the root of my belief system. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that if, you know, I am obedient to the laws and commandments, I cease to become that word. Right. I cease to I cease to have that mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and so then it goes to teaching my other brothers and sisters how to live according to, you know, a righteous manner. So to kind of tie in, when I see, let's say I see somebody moving to my neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a black person, right? right. To, even if he have tattoos on his face, this and that, I view him still as a crazy. huh? That's Jesus. crazy. I'm just saying, tattoos on your face. Yeah, wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wild. it's wild to me. Yeah. Well, listen, it was yeah. wild to me too. Right, but right. it doesn't. That it doesn't. Jesus. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say tattoos all over. Let me not say face. Tattoos all over. Good. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, tattoos all over. I don't care how you come. I don't know how you look. I don't care how you look. 
I care about your personality and, and you how know. you move. Yeah. You're not a nigga because you got tattoos right. all over or whatever. Or how you look. Or how you how look, you bro. You're still right. a bro to me. Right. If how you come to me is, what up, nigga, this and that. Okay, now you're a nigga. Right. Now, you, you know, you fit the category now. But if you come to me as a brother, like I, how I came to you or how I come to you, I don't see you. I don't care what you got on your body. I don't care who you with, what your environment, what car you drive. Right. I still see you as a human being. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like I see somebody and just, you know what I mean, like, automatically judge him like how they judge us already because right. we already judged by everybody. So yeah. it's like when I see you, I'm going to come peaceful for you. Like I said, I'll give you respect first. It's right. up to you to lose that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you shouldn't. So with saying that, even when you see someone acting like, you know, in a way that you, you, you would use the word nigga, you probably shouldn't say it at all. No, I, I still don't say it. I'll probably say how I think about it. I say that he's lost. That's what I say a lot. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. all right, brother's lost. He he just need to. A lot of factors that play into what 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 we call the nigga mindset. What what y'all are calling the nigga yeah. mm-hmm. mindset. There's a lot of factors that play into that. Yeah, I think instead of focusing on on you know the uses as much, the the, the issues that 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 bring about those those behaviors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. are more important. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. The, the absence of God. Mm-hmm. The absence of two parent household. Yeah. The absence of drive, yeah, uh, mental, uh, mental and spiritual and and, and physical abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people come from areas like that, so they don't know them, they don't know themselves enough to think to deem themselves mm-hmm. worthy of okay. different behavior. But yeah, you know, oh yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, and you know, that's a part of changing the mindset is to yeah. offer another way. You know, mm-hmm. despite of the bombardment of the negative stuff that we get every day on the TV and on the radio and all of right. that stuff, you know, a part of changing it. And to go back to what you said, Nick, yeah, man, I'm going to judge you based on the content of your character. Yeah, exactly. You know, until you prove me otherwise, you're going to get the utmost respect yeah, exactly. from me. You know, and then even understanding, like, you know, like you were saying, most people come from a place of disadvantage. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be uh, patient. You know, with my brothers and sisters, understanding that everybody may not have had the privileges and the opportunities that I may have had, you know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. showing that love and showing that light to, you know, our brothers and sisters, man, that's the best way that we could, you know, the best way to to remedy the situation, you know, because, yeah, there are a lot of mitigating factors. And again, let's just take our uh, our experience here in the United States from the 60s to today, mm-hmm. you know, you've had the death. I mean, and even before then, but more so during these times, because we were unified by the struggle. Right. And after the civil rights movement, you had a lot of black flight. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a lot of brothers and sisters leaving the area, leaving the neighborhood, leaving the pulling the resources, the few little resources that we had in our communities mm-hmm. from it. You know, when you go when you move to the suburbs and stuff like that. And you think it started from there? Just a quick question, uh-huh. because I think after the Civil War, we had more of that in us. I, I think around the Civil Rights Movement time, mm-hmm. we started seeing the depletion yeah. of that love for one another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because prior to that, the community, the communities that were set up by black people mm-hmm. were, were love yeah. and, and, and they were full of ambition. And yeah. You know, that's how you got the Tulsa's and right. all of that stuff. These things came before the Civil Rights Movement. True, true, mm-hmm. true, You know, true. And how we were in those Central Park, mm-hmm. Atlanta, 
New York, in uh, uh, the West Coast. Yeah. Hmm. The Midwest. Yeah. How black people were thriving in those areas and mm-hmm. communities. If you were doing anything wrong in those communities, you were you were you were outcasted. Right. You right. You were thrown out. Yeah. And and sometimes you were killed. Yeah. Like if you was around here raping women and touching kids, committing crimes, mm-hmm. you was you was excavated. Like right. they, they got rid of you. Right. Right. I got you. Yeah. And and towards the end of the end of that is where we see in the civil rights era when they were trying to to keep well well I think civil rights era let me let me be honest about what I think about civil rights. I think we were more driven to be included. Yeah. More so than 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 than, than uh what's the word for integrated? No, it's it's we 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 were driven to be more included than 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 uh uplifting. I got you. And 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 it's a word for when you care about something. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a word I'm looking for <laughs> when you care. When you're trying to to um highlight mm-hmm. the fact that we already had our own thing. Look, we I didn't see what have you're saying. Be, you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. We didn't we didn't have to go to their schools. We didn't have to move in their I neighborhoods. Got you. I got you. We didn't have to do all of that. And and we lost that. Mm-hmm. By trying to be on the other side, mm-hmm. by trying to look like them, trying to yeah. assimilate. That's <clears throat> yeah. I got trying you. to assimilate with people that didn't want us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you look at a lot of fifties and forties. You look at the hairstyles of black men in those those times. Yeah, mm-hmm. conked out. Yeah, yeah. Straight haired black men. Yeah, with with processes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they, you know, you talk to an old man, you got a process, right? You know, you you hear that word, and that just means you straighten your hair, yeah, mm-hmm. and you got the comb over like like you blonde hair, blue eyed, yeah. You know what? To your point, and the only reason that I use um, the '60s and that whole era is because, like you said, it was one of the last vestiges of hope that we had. But prior to that, we were un- we were unified because of segregation. And so because we were unified by that struggle, we had more Rosewoods, Blackdoms, Israel Hill, you know what I'm saying, a lot of these communities. And to your point, going back to the video, that's why a lot of us left the South. Some of us went west to California to get the jobs uh, during the war, you know, and uh, a lot of us went up to the Rust Belt now, as they call it, you know, Illinois, Northwest Indiana, uh, Michigan and stuff like that to get those jobs. But what, like you said, always trying to assimilate, always trying to, you know, to fit a certain bill, yeah. you we know. Yeah, real good leadership back then. Yeah, true. I mean, you, you, Big, I think um, the, the civil rights movement was spurred by the death of someone that had us in mind. Mm-hmm. Mega Evers was trying to to keep our heritage. Mm-hmm. And then the leaders after him. And, you know, like, not not just Mega Evers, uh, what's the guy from um, Haiti? Uh, Garvey. Marcus Garvey. Marcus no, he's from, uh, he was Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Trying yeah. to keep our heritage. <laughs> yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's American. <laughs> now, the one thing with that, G, is I'll say is that our, those movements were always financed by white philanthropists. Even going back to the, uh, the, the, the start of the historically black colleges and universities, a lot of them were funded by uh, white philanthropists, the Rockefellers, you know, so on and so forth, Carnegie, all of these different people. And so, of course, with them, and this is going all the way. A lot of them, not all of them. 
Yeah, a lot of them. But then this is why you had beefs between, say, like, um, um, man, his name is slipping me. Uh, W.E.B. Du Bois and um, Booker T. Or W.E.B. Du Bois and Marcus Garvey. Yeah, you know, he talked he mm-hmm. he talk big smack about Marcus Garvey because he wanted to drive the black community towards another way, towards assimilation into Western ideals and philosophies, whereas Marcus Garvey wanted a more uh, Afrocentric right, type of uh, uh, movement. Go right. ahead. Let me ask you a question. So if, even if some of those programs and institutions were funded mm-hmm. by uh, the friendlies, that's right. what I yeah, call yeah, yeah, yeah. by the friendlies, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that that we throw the whole thing in No, you don't throw the baby out with the water. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, if even with 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 every with every black movement, mm-hmm. there were always friendlies associated. Of course, with it. because under the situations that we was brought here, we didn't yeah. have a power base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and those people uh, who who we can call humanitarians, they seen the fact that we treat these people wrong. Yeah. We shouldn't be treating them like that. And if I have resources to help them get where they're going, mm-hmm. like any friend to the movement, right? Why not help them? My only concern with that is when and you're you helping me fellas. yeah right 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 right, right. but <laughs> my only thing is when you're helping me like don't try to move me a certain way you know what i'm saying right. like we That's need to be right, right you know keep our own identity and and highlight what's important to us man mm-hmm. don't be talking about black lives matter like that man look don't get me started <laughs> don't get me started either oh, yeah. don't get me started on that uh that ruse yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah man but see again these pseudo movements that don't have our best interests at heart exactly that's my thing they have business you know? at heart yeah because i mean there are good people amongst the nations who are willing to help as a matter of fact fred hampton uh, did that movement to where he had uh, the poor whites in those areas in uh, Illinois and in, in, in the uh, surrounding areas, the Latin, uh, not the Latin kings, but I want to say the Latin princes. Like, he basically united all of Chicago, you know what I'm saying, and in hopes to bring, like they would say, more power to the people, giving the people more of a say, what they would call the proletariat or the working man. Just mm-hmm. like the SELC. Yeah, but, uh, you know, again, right. You know, wanting to get that that equal footing so that we can all have a level playing field. Mm-hmm. But you know, of, of course, we understand that there are you know certain subversive uh, things going on in the background to mm-hmm. railroad and to stop certain movements. You know, but again, man, like this is when I say the nigga mentality. When I say like you know, leaving that curse mentality back there. That's what I'm talking about. Us building each other up, you know, and leaving all of the negative stereotypes and all of that negative stuff, you know, leaving that in the, you know, in in the past. You know, we need to build, we need to build more towards, you know, a righteous way of living, man. Yeah. You know? And that's so, what I always try to push, but yeah, it's kind of hard. Say what? That's what I always try to push, but it, it is kind of hard, you know, especially without like, you know, some type of just Support or you know financial support from the outside met with a lot of resistance. Yeah, right. so yeah. you know it's just it is what it is. But I'm gonna still keep, I'm gonna still push, regardless of what other outcome comes about it. But I mean, we all can, no matter where you're from and what mistakes you made. Exactly. You know, I, I contributed to 
um, single parent household, mm-hmm. and I, I'm completely against that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Know, See, that's um, why I can't judge. Yeah. Comes like, bro, I got you know shit that I went through too. I can't judge you, and, and you, you, you know how you dress, act, or whatnot. I don't know your background. Right. I still see you as a human being because right. I hope you see me as a human being because I have a past too. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like I can't. And we, we understand our contributions. Right? Exactly. We know that this right here didn't didn't. Um, I don't want to say it that way. <laughs> I was about to say it real crazy. I was about to be it, but <laughs> you, when you produce that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're not putting you 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 putting another person in the same position that you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like now, my daughter, now my son mm-hmm. has to grow up with the same outlook that I had. Mm-hmm. And and when you see that, then it's like, damn, they was right. Yeah, damn, I I I should have got married. I should have tried to keep this in the house. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's that's right. If, if you have more neighbors that are t- that 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 are striving and, and going down the road, even if it's a stepmom or a stepdad, mm-hmm. if you if you have a loving home next door to you, and you have a loving home, mm-hmm. and the next house is like that, mm-hmm. this is gonna be a quiet street, mm-hmm. right? When you have a man that understands patriarchy, right? Right. When you have a mother that understands, a woman that understands matriarchy. Right. When you have that sense of mom, dad, community, right. spirituality, our street going to be quiet. Yeah. Our kids are going to be checked. Yeah. They're going to have a vision and they're going to have a goal mm-hmm. set for their life. They're going to have a, 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 a route mm-hmm. that they need to take as a man, as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what we have now. You know, in 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 another quote from Tupac, that 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 just pierces my mind every day. When you can go into an apartment complex in the subdivision, and you can throw a rock, and you ain't gonna hit a man. Yeah, and you gonna hit a you, you won't hit a man. You won't hit oh, a man. yeah, that's that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. That's that's just crazy. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, for for whatever reason, that's the environment that we have now within our communities. And that's what we have to face. I mean, this right here, this is a, this book was uh, done by the staff of the Chicago Tribune back in the, uh, I want to say back in the 80s. Y'all some bliggity black people in Chicago. I can tell you that. <laughs> There's a woman up there that I am so in love with. She's love her people. Yeah. I can't, I can't even say her name right now, but she loves us. But it's, I've met a lot of people from Chicago. <laughs> Y'all love us. I yeah. just came from Chicago. Yeah, man. And I mean, see, that's what we need to highlight because there is that love there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it, it, because like the overwhelming majority of people from Chicago came from places like Mississippi. I said, man, I was just raised in the, in the city, man. I'm both my parents is from the country. My mm-hmm. mom from Louisiana and my daddy from Mississippi, man. So like, that's why I always feel like wherever I go, man, I can take, like you said, that positive upbringing, that sense of community, and whether I'm in Jamaica, Spain, or wherever at in the world, I'm going to bring that same type of energy with I'm me. You. To, you know, and that's why, like, man, you know, again, going back to brother, yeah. sister, 
You know what I'm saying? What they say, brethren. Yeah, you know brethren, what I'm saying? Yeah, man, brethren, yeah. man, that's that, that's that blood. <laughs> yeah, that's they couldn't say brethren. <laughs> He's so silly. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> to continue what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But see, that's what we need, man. That family. Yeah. You know, shoot, man. We went to um, Jamaica. This was back in 2012, and like we went on a little cruise. It was mm-hmm. me, my wife, my mom, my grandmother, and my sister, and my little nephew. And so we went, and like my mom and them, we stopped at Montego Bay. This was one of the uh, stops, and so mm. we had like a little six-hour layover, or whatever. Love me a crew, man. We walked around mm. in the hood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Walked around, and we ended up spending the majority of that day in this little area right by, like the you know where you could see the ship and stuff like that. Mm. Just chopping it up with the people and just talking about the different differences, different differences. Talking about the <laughs> the differences that in the uh, <laughs> you know in the the different. Uh, communities that we grew up in mm-hmm. their struggles there you know at, at the fish market or in that little area right there were yeah. no different than our struggles in the united states mm-hmm. though it may seem because one of them said hey man you just got off this big boat what you mean you know it's sure. poor poor sure. black people but i'm like yes you know don't go by just what you're being shown on the television you know what i'm saying i'm here to tell you that hey man crime is bad yeah. there you know there is an underclass of mm-hmm. that's predominantly quote-unquote black mm-hmm. you know where it seems like it's just Two checks from it. Yeah, man, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think... So, sorry, so you said what? He two said checks. two checks from it. Two checks oh. from being Pope. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. like... And that was mentioned in that... Um, the video that we watched the last time with the two brothers on there. It was the uh, public access uh, video oh, I yeah. sent y'all yeah, yeah, with yeah. the two brothers even back then. And this was done in the early... or well, late 80s. I think it was like 87. Mm-hmm. It was like most of the quote-unquote black middle class are two to three paychecks from being poor. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that, again, once we start to understand that until the whole of our people are at a certain level, we're always going to be, you know, at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. you know, be it economically, spiritually or whatever, until we can come together and understand who we truly are mm-hmm. and start to work towards where we need to be, where we'll, we will forever, you know, be spinning our wheels. Mm-hmm. There have been many movements throughout you know, going from Toussaint L'Overture and uh, Haiti, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the Haitian Revolution, to, uh, you know, John Brown, that rebellion, Nat Turner, that rebellion. Nat there Turner. have been plenty of rebellions. The nigga rebellion, too. <laughs> Don't forget that. That's the reason y'all can vote. That's the reason that y'all were able to even show, show light to it. It was a nigga. That, the Black Panther movement was niggas. Was niggas? Niggas saying, I ain't afraid, and I'm going to make this happen. I know my kingship. Yeah. I know my community. And I know what their needs are. They was warriors. Yes. Niggas. You know what I'm saying? Nigga warriors. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Like, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was waiting for these spirits, but I was going to be like, yeah, you know, warriors. You killed me for a minute. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was, but it's like, I knew what you meant, but you just used the wrong yeah, word. Yeah, see, them brothers was young but, lions, right man. Word. Yeah. You know, I mean, shoot. Right word. Huey Newton, Fred Hampton, niggas. Eldridge Cleaver, all of those, they were young men. You know what I mean? Shoot, I got the shirt on right here. Bobby Seale and uh, Huey Newton. That's you know what I'm saying? Who, Homeland Security. Yeah, that's fighting that's terrorism since 1966, baby. Hey, yeah, you know. One of my birthdays, I'm going to take that pose <laughs> and that little, that little bamboo chair. And the wicked chair. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, man, see, that's why I have an admiration for those brothers. And just like what's going on over on the continent of Africa now with the young brother Ibrahim Traore mm-hmm. over there in uh, Burkina Faso. He kicking the French out, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he's he's working, working towards... Yeah, I, yeah. I, that sound bad. 
He, he said, well, yeah. Okay. yeah, but I mean, uh, the, uh, some countries in Asia and Russia, mm-hmm. you know, and so he's he's working with these people to remove, uh, you know, to remove the, the, the colonialists. Negative, negative factions. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, our struggle and the things that we go through are, you know, the world over. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's just, well, like I said, with me, the term, I don't use it just simply because I know the negative, mm-hmm. you know, the negative aspects of it. And so when I want to... You know, I want to bring enlightenment to my brothers and sisters. I give them a reason to call themselves, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, a king or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Let them know, you know, it's like um, if I tell them they come from the same lineage as King David, you know what I'm saying, and not Tony Montana, then they'll <laughs> act like a King David. King David was a righteous man. He was a man, you know, a man after Yah's own heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Meaning that he was a righteous man. The things that he did were in righteousness. You Sha- know, so. Shaka Zulu was a nigga too. Shaka Zulu was a he was a brave warrior, you know. I, 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 I. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that man. So right in the case, just knowing your history, man, mm-hmm. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. Knowing where we come from, knowing that we are descendants yeah. of kings and queens and powerful warriors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we can button that up with with the fact that you know, as as even as black people, we have to know our audience. Oh yeah, yeah. We have to know that. Like I don't, I know now. If I call Nick a nigga, mm-hmm. if I call you a nigga, that means something else to y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have to understand that. And out of respect, as a people, we have to understand that that, that type of diversity within us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah without a doubt. Yeah. So, <clears throat> top five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> top five things that that we should improve. In the black community, you know. Let, let me break it down. Okay. All right. Top five things that. No, you know what? I'm gonna talk top five things where we went wrong mm. in our communities. Mm. Okay. Are we doing individual? It's collective. Okay. You want to start right. it off? Integration. Mm, Integration? Integration. Explain. Uh, What we did as a people, we forgot ourselves. Mm, We forgot the establishments that we had. We forgot the businesses that we had, the institutions that we had. We traded them off for what we thought, in a sense, like the grass is greener. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I will agree. I'll agree with that. And I would say it was more assimilation as opposed to integration mm-hmm. because we lost what little identity we had oh, yeah. when we wanted to move in. You know what I'm saying? And we wanted to integrate. We wanted to become a part of the society so much. We were willing to, you know, shed what the other nations felt was undesirable about ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we look down on our poor brothers and sisters more so than, you know, our oppressors at the time or just other nations in general look down at us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to assimilate as opposed to just sort of integrating into the society. We can be in the society, but don't have to be of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You don't have to take on all of the stuff that, you know, culturally doesn't sit with you. Right. You know, so I definitely agree with that. And I would say, you know, disobedience, again, coming from the Israelite way, because we were disobedient to what we swore that we would do before the creator, Yah, we 
we all of this bad stuff has come upon us. Mm-hmm. But I'll go one step, uh, one step further, and you know, kind of tying into what you were saying with integration. Dur- because we integrated, we lost what skills we had. I mean, we came from an agricultural society. Hell, they used us to grow all the cotton, sugarcane, and everything else in this country. Once we moved to the big cities, we forgot how to farm. And so now we'd rather go to the Quick Trip or the Kroger or mm-hmm. the Piggly Wiggly or whatever store it is. So we, because of our reliance on the system, we became dependent upon this system. You know what I'm saying? So now you have an overabundance of our people own social programs like welfare and so on and so forth. You know, because many opportunities have been denied to us it you know they pushed welfare on us divided our homes Mm -hmm. you know like uh, what was the movie in the 70s claudine you know the welfare you know what i'm saying where uh, i think it was james earl jones right he was her boyfriend in there dude yeah he was. you know what i'm saying he couldn't even be in the same house and so these programs like that the government it, that's exactly section like section eight, eight. Yeah. yeah that's what it is oh, you know i didn't know that was a thing until yeah. i dated a girl who was, she was like well you can't be here you know all the time because you know it says you know we can't i'm just like have you been to puerto rico lately i just uh, came to puerto last, rico yeah so last year it, yeah. did you have any conversations with the natives oh yeah yes yeah so did you, did you see how excited they were to get food stamps yeah as a matter of fact my neighbor we talk about it all the time because he's from the island and he invited us to go over there to spend a week and he was talking about the dynamic over there yeah man they were so excited i was like that must have been how we were yeah Mm -hmm. but see you have a contingent over there who don't want that they don't want puerto rico to become dependent upon the government because they understand how it will destroy their economy you got all they, they all got first row seats to what it did to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I Them see... Some real niggas over there. What? He's <laughs> so silly. Anyhow, I see... When I went over there, I do see them, like, transitioning mm-hmm. to ways over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... Damn, like, nah, y'all usually do, y'all usually grow your own shit. Yeah. Like, even St. Thomas, like you said, everything changed since you Man, went last time. I couldn't time. find nothing. Man, everything's mm-hmm. changed. They switched to KFC. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He called me, I was like, yeah, bro. Yo, they done switched to McDonald's, KFC. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I seen yeah. more Burger Kings in Puerto Rico, man, than I seen in anywhere yeah, in the United States. Churches over there. Yeah. 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 I was, yo, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Pizza Hut. Yeah. Churches. Yeah. I'm like, they didn't even know about this. What did these people coming for? Church. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was nigga, Shoot, I ate, <laughs> when I went down there, I only ate at local, like, food areas. Like, yeah. I want Old local. Ball. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I was losing yeah. weight down there, and I was yeah. staying for five, six days. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I came here, and then I gained all that weight back. Right. right. <laughs> you know, well, right. Even if you eat at our restaurants over there. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. better. It's better, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They use... Uh, I only look at calories when I'm out of the country. <laughs> no, I don't eat <laughs> Right. Most of the sugars and stuff, calories is already gone. It's or banned natural or sugars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I mean, shoot, that could be a whole other topic, man. The amount of processed food and refined foods mm-hmm. that we eat over here. We work on the next week. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because that th- again, that's that's a part. You know, to top five, I would say disobedience. You got integration, integration, reliance. You know what I'm saying? We're too reliant on these entities as opposed to pooling our resources together. You know, how many black billionaires we got here in the United States? How many rich folks we got here just in the city of Atlanta? You know what I'm saying? We need to be doing better, and we need to, we have to have, you know, you can't wait on, you know, government programs and things like that. You know, 
you have to get out there. What the hey, get up, get out, and get some. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's what we got to do. Shouts out to Goody Mob. Yes. You know, I yeah, think mines would be actually segregation. No, they had a song on their second album called "Nigga." Oh my goodness! So as I said, mines would be <laughs> mines would be. I think segregation. What I mean by okay. that is like by classism. Mm. Like it's like when you reach another class, they feel like they're not a part of us anymore. I'm just like, bro, mm. I don't care how much Lamborghinis you buy. Like it's still niggas on that video. Stupid. <laughs> You know what? I didn't know. (laughs) Right. I didn't know how big colorism was. Colorism, classism, all that. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of people who made it big, like my people made it big, and be like, "You niggas need to get your money up. You niggas, this and that." I'm like, "Bro, like, okay, don't say that. Say this is how I came to this level, so you can come up." Yeah, right. flexing, basically. Right, yeah, right. flexing. Like, nigga, you, you niggas don't have Lamborghinis in your garage. You niggas don't have six figures in your... I'm just like... Right. Okay. Right, but you don't own anything. Exactly. Any you say you something know. wrong on the internet, all that shit is gone. Yeah. <laughs> all that shit is gone. So, um, I, I... What we at, four? Yeah. yeah. Five, I would say, taking the bait on, on the, the separation between the black man and black woman. Like the that was the biggest administration when they 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 put out. I think we mentioned this on another episode when they they put out the assistance for the black woman. Mm-hmm. Some of the same things that that the so called Urban League, mm-hmm. which yeah. I can't stand them, and the <laughs> black organization I can't stand them. Yeah, I wish they would just 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 quit. The, all of them should quit their jobs. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they are they are contributing. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. contributing. In, in 2024, you still have apartment complexes and, 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 and neighborhoods that are governed by hood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After 5 o'clock, you can't have a man in any one of those communities. Yeah. And I think they would. That's crazy. Yeah. But with Lyndon B. Johnson, he he said, we're, we're incentivized the separation. Mm-hmm. I will give you money and help. But I won't get him. But I won't do that if you got him there. Yeah. I remember as a child, mm-hmm. my stepfather having to leave his clothes and his shoes in my room. Mm-hmm. Because when the inspections came, they, they have inspections. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They have inspections that say if there's a, any sign of a man in that household, mm-hmm. we're going to yank these. We gonna, you're going to be terminated in less than 30 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that say to a black woman? That you need I got to feed these kids. Mm-hmm. I don't need no man. That's, thank you. They replaced the husband with the government. Mm-hmm. So now it was like, if you like can't do black this. churches, but go ahead. Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to hide from that one. I agree. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, why is that, though? You know, again, that goes back to what I was talking about, man. With these organizations, you always got to watch who's playing the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who's ever, whoever playing that who's music, the they going to dance. High. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. We learn from the plantation owners. Yeah. How to treat each other. Yeah. We treat each other like they they treated us. Yeah. And I think, again, that's that nigga mentality. Because, yeah. again, <laughs> you got house niggas, field niggas, all this different stuff, man. You know, and it's. Nigga mentality? Yeah. That's, that's a that's nigga poetry, mentality. Yeah. You know, you. Why would you not want to help your people as opposed to. Hey, plantation mentality. Niggas was created on the plantation. No, they were not. Yes, it was the concept niggas of a niggas was created in Africa. No, man. Mm-mm. 
You know, not uh-uh. Africa. <laughs> no, uh-uh, no, man, that that I mentality, mean, man, it may have been, it may have started over there, but it was perfected over here. Perfected. No, no, no. I'm not saying nigga in that sense. Yeah, niggas. Mm-hmm. Nigeria. Oh man, Negro. Now we argue. Well, so, so what a friend of mine told <laughs> me, he don't was created. He said he don't say nigga. He say niggas. N e g u s. If you look, at, let me look it up. Niggas. Is that going back to niggas. the Hindi or Hindu uh, thing mm-hmm. with the uh, the Hindu culture, where it's like n i g. Now that's n i g g a s. And I forget the uh, I forget the Never story behind it. Getting goals accomplished. No, this was no. Uh, this is going back. I know that's Tupac, but no, this is uh, Nigas. I hate you doing it again. <laughs> but no, I, I actually think that that would be something that we could expound upon more, man, because... Moshe, like, brother Moshe, let me tell you one more thing. Oh, uh, here we go. You know, Tupac was a nigga, too. Mm-hmm. Niggas for life, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like that, you know, I think that would be another, another something else that we could talk about as well, just the dynamic within our community, man, because that's something that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why there's a separation between black folks with money and black folks without money that's all and cool. the shame that's associated with you know with with our poor people we have to understand that you know and i hate when when other nationalities talk about how hard they had it over here there's a scene in barbershop too where the uh the indian guy yeah. where he's talking about that and it's like Three. Yeah, was that three? Okay, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about, you know, his... I, I, I know a little something about that. Yeah, his people... In, right, right, right. <laughs> but it's like, you weren't brought here in the holes of slave ships. Your ancestors didn't basically build this country, and then can't, you got to fight tooth and nail to get pennies from from a from an empire that was built off the blood, sweat, and tears of your ancestors. Because mm-hmm. we don't capitalize. Another thing he said, there's mm-hmm. no better time in history than now to be black. Everybody capitalizing off us, but us, man. Us, us. you know. We, we didn't use the leverages that we had. We were supposed to just like take off with Obama. We were supposed to take off when we started being able to get interest. But more black men in our, in our favor. More black men died during his administration than Bush, Reagan, or freaking Clinton. Not more than Trump. But still, the point is, is that we're still dying under the same circumstances as we were. Hell, back in Jim Crow. Who killed us? Us? Right. Again, the nigga mentality. That's what we... Why that's killing us. No, that's what's killing us. That's what's killing us. That mentality because that mindset... What's you know, absent, though, that, that, that keeps funneling that into our community. The love. Since we didn't do top five last week, yeah. I got one more top five oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah. we leave. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Top five black leaders. History. How How far? History. All? Yes. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I'll put Bob Marley in there. Yeah. Word? Yeah. Okay. Because he spoke peace. And he, he, like I said, he went against okay. what his, huh? We can keep deep into, uh, <laughs> never mind, I'm going to say But yeah, I would put Bob Marley in there for mine, for sure. Because so Bob Marley, you might well put Bill Cosby. I looked in that man's eyes when he said, I refuse to die. This was before his problem started. Yeah. I refuse to die without with my community mm. in the shape that it is. I felt every syllable from him. That's yeah. why I know he's innocent. Mm. I know that. 
Go ahead. Man, boy, but again, well, that's that's a whole other topic, right there. Because just how you know, I want to say radical, but just how revolutionary he was back in the day, back in the sixties. But hmm. a lot of people don't talk about that. You know, they only highlight his negative. Yeah, things. Was that guy? Yeah, but if I okay, so my top five, you know, of course, again, this is all going back to my belief system. Yahushua the Messiah, because he set us free. Hmm. He came back. He came, and his life's mission was to restore the forgotten heritage back to the forgotten people, in my case, the Israelite nation. Hmm. But more more recently, man, I mean... I mean, I'm, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I was going to put that in the other Yeah, more recently, I would say, shoo, to something they overture. we would say Jesus. Huh? You know? In our words, we would say Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I would say Toussaint Le Overture, uh, Nat Turner. Um, the murderer? The man who stood up and... He killed white babies. He... He killed his oppressors. You got to think about it. When we was going into the Before land of Ca- when we were going into the land of Canaan, what did y'all say to the children of Israel? Kill man, woman, and child, and let none of them stand. When we were going into our land, we came in our land with a sword, conquering to take it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in his case, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because again, like Malcolm X said, you know, a revolution is bloody. A revolution is about land. A revolution means you are willing to die for what you believe in. That brother, Nat Turner, he was willing to die for what he believed in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, man, you know, hell, I mean, Malcolm X, the Panthers, like these, you know what Malcolm I'm saying? X is in mind. Yeah. You know? Muhammad Ali. Yeah, of course. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Jim Brown. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, to shoot. His death. Yeah, you know? To his death. Yeah, he uh, stood on Last year he was alive, he met with uh, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Brown serious. Yeah. And he don't give enough credit in the movements. Yeah. yeah. Sam Cook. That one movie that uh what's her name that she did, uh Talking about when they four of them met Yeah, movie. One Night in Miami. Yeah. I can't think of the sister's name. I don't know why it's escaping me right now, but Sean you know, Brown's was it? No, 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 no. Uh she played Riley and Huey's voice on uh Boondocks. Regina, Regina King. King. Regina Man, King, I, yeah. yeah. That was her movie? Yeah, I think she uh she directed it, I think. She wow. either, yeah, I want to say she's on the credits somewhere, either directing or producing. But yeah, that was her film. She's massive. Yeah, man. She's massive. And you she know, don't give enough life. I call her Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. Yeah, but if yeah, y'all man. Don't know out there, y'all young people. That's two to seven right there. Right, right. <laughs> One of my first crushes as a young man yes, growing up. Yeah, hey, shoot. Between her and Walona, man. I had pictures. I had pictures in my mind of us eating ice cream together. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Just. <laughs> The same ice cream cone. But go ahead. <laughs> Martin Luther King. I don't mm-hmm. care what world you want to put your mindset in. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King was no different than Gandhi. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Martin Luther King, to me, was one of the greatest black men that I've ever studied. Because, to me, he had the same heart. As, as as Jesus when it came to our people. Mm. Um, he made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what he was man mean? enough before mm. he died. Which, first of all, all the videos and speeches that we talk about mm-hmm. was in the first part mm. of what he had to say. They've evaporated everything he said the last few years of his life. Yeah. When he yeah. sounded more like Malcolm. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he sounded more like Marcus Garvey. That's why I like mm-hmm. the three evils speech the best. The three evils of society. That speech, 
That speech, that's one of my that last one was the truth. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of my most favorite uh, MLK speeches, man. But we need to have more brothers and sisters who are willing to take a stand. And, and I mean, if need be, die for the betterment of our people, man. Like, I truly believe that we can and we will do better. You know, but it's going to take, like I always say, man, more dialogue like this, more conversations like this between positive thinking brothers like ourselves, man, to to put the information out there. Y'all too. I'm not positive. Oh, here we go. I don't, really <laughs> I don't really see in my lifetime or the next that yeah. black people will really get it. I want to believe that we, I, I believe that we can mm-hmm. if we wanted to. I don't see us wanting to. You know, the, I think the step that we're in right now, going back to, like, the classism, mm-hmm. I think they're using the money to separate us. Oh, of like, course. Yeah, like, yeah. that's why I go back to the niggas that ain't having Lamborghinis in their garage. Like, right. Like, mm. You got one of 15. Huh? I said they got one of 15 mm. of that series. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to paraphrase. My wife showed me this from a guy. He was a, He's an entrepreneur. And he's on the internet. I'm, I can't think of the brother's name, but I like what he said. He said, I'd rather be, you know, the Bentley dude driving a Ford Focus than the dude driving a Bentley who can only afford a Ford Focus. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'd rather have, you know what I'm saying, mm. the means to do more, mm. but live in within modesty, mm. you know what I'm saying, and take what I have as surplus and help other people yep. as opposed to hoarding and hiding and you know, making people feel bad. Being materialistic, exactly. And shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, very there shallow. Was a philosopher, uh, Maurice Young, mm-hmm. that said, "You drive a Mercedes and you got a PhD, mm-hmm. still a nigga." Mm-hmm. That's why I was they bad. Like, but they still see you as one. His, his a name that you probably understand, probably mm-hmm. Trick Daddy. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. He's so silly. <laughs> Great philosopher. Y'all should look him up. <laughs> well, I, I ain't messing with you. If you want to go down the wrong path. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, 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 I honestly think that, you know, more shows like this are needed. More open dialogue like this to discuss all of the stuff that everybody sees within our community. You know, put it out there and then let's come up with some ideas <clears throat> on how to change it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And with that being said, you know, y'all let us know what y'all think. What y'all feel, how y'all, and, sh- and share the episode. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves if you don't want to do that. You know, let us know what y'all think. We got emails, we got social media, you can send messages. For sure. Um, I mean, if y'all even have a topic for a show, it's something that y'all want to yeah. talk about, mm-hmm. man, send it in. And that yeah. way, you know, we can get more audience participation so that we can, you know, steer steer this show towards things that, you know, that, that the audience want to hear. We want to know what you want to hear, right. you know, so we can put it out there. Yeah, well said. For sure. Hey, these are our two cents. You can spend them saving. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Right on. Nick in here. Yes, sir. He's not in there. Goodbye, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? Yes, sir. Be, all, right. Be all things to all men, if only to win a few, y'all. Keep hey, your head up, and He's not a nigga either. <laughs> And you got your boy G. Joe he ain't no nigga son. either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, a nigga, but I ain't. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it means something <laughs> to me. Hey, we out of here, y'all. Much See y'all again soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Peace.